Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. Today, I have a very special guest for you, one with incredible poise, playfulness, and power within her energy. I am introducing a friend of mine, also a client, Amanda Pop... Whoa, no, I totally botched that. Popovsky. Did I say it right? Yes. Yeah, you did. Try to. Amanda Popovsky. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on. I really, oh my really gosh. appreciate it. So Amanda, I'm so excited for this conversation because whenever you create content, like whenever we have a conversation, I love looking into your mindset and like hearing how things move through you and all the things that you're creating and everything that you're doing is just so incredible. And I think you're such a great example for really, um, I guess like, you know, looking within yourself and uh, I guess like coming to a point where you're ready to take yourself serious and create this life of your dreams um, from like, not only just like you have this feeling inside of you, but you're really going after it. And it's just so amazing to see. So for those of you listening who want to know a little bit more about Amanda, she's a soul centered business coach and a mindset mentor as well. She really helps uh, like soulpreneurs, entrepreneurs wake up to their own power, work smart as well in the pursuit of their goals and master their mindset so that it's kind of not any, any more like a, maybe can I do it? But like a hell yes, I can do this type thing. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so Amanda's great. She's really into personal development as well. I think we bonded because one of her first like personal development books she got into was you are a badass, which is such a good book. And she's also an avocado lover. So I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Amanda, do you want to share a little bit more? Like that's kind of like your professional bio, like what you're up to professionally but do you want to share a little bit more of like your story like who are you let's get to know you a little bit more oh my gosh of course I would love to well first of all thank you for that amazing introduction Mm -hmm. I am so flattered thank you so much um let's see well as as a kid I was always like I've always been very very creative like finger painting all the time um journaling writing little stories drawing things like that um I always loved Mm -hmm. the creative Um, and from there I knew that I had a few different professions that I had in mind when I was a kid like a big one was that I always wanted to be a teacher because I loved school I loved learning I loved being Mm -hmm. a student and I was always um, 
a really good student. And so I knew that that's what I was good at and that was the environment I wanted to be in. Let's see, a flash forward to around college. I know I skipped a bunch of that, um, <laughs> but <laughs> college is where I started to feel really drawn to start exploring who I was because I had the freedom to do so and like the permission, quote unquote, to do so because I wasn't always home. Like I was always very much um, a mixture of a homebody on the weekends and a social butterfly during the week in high school. But college was different because I drove half an hour to college. So I had my own time and space, all the leadership things. And I was doing um, all the classes very well, like straight A student, but I wasn't in the right mindset. And I wasn't confident in myself, even though I had so much to love about myself. And I was letting mm. other people like kind of walk all over me. And I also found out from just like comparing experiences to people that I looked up to and reading tons of personal development books and stuff that like, I didn't have to worry as much and that my mindset was a thing that I could take and could mold. And that was so huge for me to realize that like, I had the power to do everything that these super successful people were doing if I could only get past like these quote-unquote limiting beliefs or false yes. beliefs and just kind of like shake the box a little bit. Um, and that was like a huge revelation. Like I said, that started, um, or like you said, that started when I went on a study abroad trip to Argentina, which was Oh my God, the most amazing. If, if you ever get a chance to go to Argentina, please do, because it's an amazing place. Um, but I, my brother bought me You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, and I read it on the beach all in one day. I like totally devoured it. And I was like, holy shit, I'm not crazy. Like, this is real. Like, there's really um, people mm -hmm. out there who are living the life I want to live, who don't see the world as this like small confine and who like see the world as one big map for them to explore. And so that was a beautiful, nice. beautiful process that I'm, I'm sure a lot of your audience can relate to just stumbling upon that. Oh shit, this isn't how life has to be moment. Um, and that was really exciting for me. And so over the course of that year, that was 2018, I think that was just last year. Um, I started to get more into personal development and investing in myself and seeing the value of investing in myself. But a few things were still off of, of course, like my money mindset was totally wrong. And I knew I was still playing small somehow because I wanted to be a life coach, but, um, I kept telling myself, you know, I, that's not really a, like quote unquote smart idea. Like that's not possible for me because I'm only in college. People aren't going to take me seriously. Yeah, yeah. Those kinds of things. And so my mindset was still in the wrong place. And luckily um, I met a really awesome coach in, we actually shared this program too, Viola Orgasmic Manifestation. Yes. Um, yeah. Which was That's an amazing, yes, which was a freaking amazing program. Um, but I met my first coach who um, introduced me to the idea of a mastermind and really pushed me to be, um, to follow my dreams and like actually make this happen. And then of course I met Viola and my life has completely turned around because <laughs> she is an amazing person. Um, but that's when I really started working with you is when I really started getting confidence and really getting clear. Like suddenly out of the blue, I got all these awesome business ideas. And I'd realized that I had been letting my mindset grow and being patient with myself and compassionate so that I could foster, um, so that, I could foster that, that mindset growth and not be ashamed of it. Mm. Oh my gosh, that is such a beautiful story. And you seriously articulated that so well. 
Ooh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so inspired by that because I think there's so many pockets of everything that you talked about that's so amazing. And it's really cool to hear it from your perspective now because I think there's a lot of people who can relate with like that feeling of wanting to do the thing or the feeling of um, wanting to take themselves serious as well. Cause that's a whole nother topic is like this like idea, like, yeah, I want to maybe be a coach or I might want to um, have an online business or start this thing. But then thinking like, well, who am I really to do that? And having all of these limiting beliefs come up. And now in hindsight, as you talk about it, um, it was really about you cultivating the right mindset and nurturing your mindset and really working on that and creating awareness around that, which is huge. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things you talked about that I know has been like a pivotal thing for you is around how much you worry as well. Mm. How have you like, um, what are some things that you can talk about or some advice that you can give around the concept of worrying and like, how was worrying, um, impacting you and how have you been able to, uh, I guess, like move through that. Mm. Awesome question. Awesome question. Um, yeah. So I, I've never been like clinically diagnosed with anxiety, but I've noticed that I've had a lot of anxious tendencies. And mm -hmm. I think I picked it up from my dad who is an amazing and brilliant man. And he always looks like 20 years into the future. Like he's always very prepared for things, especially when we go out, he's always like, put on a coat. And I'm like, no. And then I regret it later, of course. Um, and he like always looks into the future and wants all of the worst case scenarios to be taken care of. So that's how I approached business. I was like, okay, I have to have all of my ducks in a row before mm -hmm. I even think about starting a business. Mm -hmm. And the thing about worrying is that it's actually extremely useful because your focus muscle is already so like strong when you know how to worry. It's like you're just focusing on the worst case scenario and that's all that you can focus on. Mm -hmm. When in reality, when you are a chronic worrier, like I was, you can switch that to focusing only on the best case scenario and blocking everything else out because what you focus on manifests. Uh -huh. And so if you know how to worry and you know how to um, anticipate like the wrong things happening and you know how to focus on the worst case scenario so that you always keep yourself small, it simply takes like looking at a limiting belief. So what's, what's one that I had? Maybe like, um, I don't deserve money or something like that. Like I don't deserve to be rich or whatever. If I dissect that and I like see where it's coming from, which is like, oh, I, I think rich people are terrible or like, I don't think that I deserve to be visible or anything like that. Then you keep questioning it and you keep like focusing on the positive things that are coming from this, then you can totally turn it around and be like, you know, actually, the rich people that I think are stupid are the wrong people to focus on. Mm. I can just focus on the amazing rich people that I know. Or like, I deserve to be wealthy, be, not because like, it doesn't make me feel skeevy because so many people who are rich are ignorant. It makes me feel amazing because it empowers me to do all of these things. And then the power that like wealthy people have is spread equally, if that makes mm. sense. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's like, that's how I looked at it because I, the worry thoughts always are like the first thing that came into my head. And so just rewiring my brain and being like, okay, it's, it is safe for me to think positive. Like it is safe for me to think of the best case scenario. And it just feels like so much better to do that. And you feel so much more held by the universe instead of thinking that, you know, life couldn't possibly be that good. 
when you start to focus on the things that are the opposite of what you're worrying about, like I will always be taken care of financially. I will always have an amazing, successful business. Like this journey is meant to be a valley of ups and downs. Like it doesn't have to be down, 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 down. Um, and the ups complement the downs. That's when your worry really becomes your gift because you're focusing mm -hmm. on something, but it's the right thing instead of the wrong thing. I think that this is like going to be life changing for some of the listeners right now. That is such an incredible perspective. Thank and you. It, seriously. And it's so, it's so awesome because sometimes um, the things that we actually think are like our downfall actually can become our power. And I often say that like our limitations are actually our power, um, mm -hmm. our disadvantages, you know, all of those things, we can actually use those and in, in so powerfully along our journey. Um, and one of the things as well that you said that I think I'd love to go into a little bit deeper, if it's okay with you, you said um, that when you have a limiting belief, if you keep questioning it, it will help disprove it. And yes. this has like been really powerful for me. I talk about this with my clients as well, because um, it's so funny how we can totally be convinced of something. And as soon as we actually shine some light on it, it suddenly doesn't seem like that big of a deal anymore. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like when we see the ginormous shadow on the wall and it looks like a ginormous shadow of a monster and then it like zooms in and it's a tiny little like T-Rex toy <laughs> on the ground, right? Like it's in our head, we can blow things up so big. Um, but yeah, like shifting the attention and by asking questions, can you talk about like, can you go into this a little bit deeper? Like what kind of questions would you ask? Like, and how, what would this process look like? Mm, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. One of my favorite things to talk about for sure is like using your limiting beliefs as fuel to get you where you want to go. So one of, um, let's see, one of the biggest disadvantages that I perceived that I had was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that I am a college student and I was like, okay, I'm young. Um, I'm new as well. Nobody is going to take me seriously. And so I started to question this, um, with, just one question, because like you said, it can be, can be such a rigid, like all we see is that shadow on mm -hmm. the wall. When we don't zoom out, then we can't see the little toy. So it took a matter of me zooming out and being like, okay, well, is this true in all cases? And I think that's a really important question to be mm -hmm. like, okay, let me find examples where this is like maybe even the slightest bit not true. And I thought of all of the college aged people or people my age who were like, either super successful that I knew personally who had their own businesses and who were like setting themselves up for life or the people I knew that were my age, like singers, songwriters, artists, um, rappers who were young like me and who were super, super successful. And I thought to myself, okay, well, that's an example of somebody who is where I want to be in my life. What is the difference between them and me. Mm -hmm. And I listened to my brain and it came up with a bunch of like really bullshit things like, oh, they're more talented than you. They're, they have more connections <laughs> than you, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, okay, sure. Um, and I wrote those all down and then I started questioning those. And I was like, is that really true? Like, do they have more success than me? And turns out, well, they, at, well, at this current moment, they may have more quote unquote success or more popularity with people that doesn't mean that that takes away anything from my potential. Like I thought it did. Like I put, <clears throat> excuse me, like I put these people who were around me, who are my age, who are successful in a different, completely different category than I was in. 
because they had something different from me. And that's Mm -hmm. false because I could find similarities between us, like commonalities, like, oh, this person has a really good mindset. Well, so do I. Oh, this person has worked with this certain person in the community. Oh, well, so have I. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like questioning it that way. Mm -hmm. But um, it really comes down to, in my opinion, what you think is, what you can properly believe is true for you. Uh-huh. And in order to do that, we, we, like, you know, we so often go just the, the brain takes the easiest route and the easiest route is the groove that we've made in our mind after uh-huh. years and years of thinking a certain thing. And so in order to redirect the path, we have to make another groove by repetitively questioning almost everything that's around us that doesn't feel good to us. Uh-huh. So if I think like, I can't be successful because I'm a college student, that makes me feel like crap. Mm -hmm. And if I can think, well, this person did it, so why can't I? Or like, what if I can do this? And you and I have talked about that, like the positive what ifs Mm -hmm. and focusing on those instead of thinking like, well, what if I launch my business and it fails miserably and I go into debt and my parents hate me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. It's focusing on like, well, what if I get one client? What Mm -hmm. if I take that first step? What if I build an amazing website? Like all of these different things that you can focus on instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and the questioning I think really comes from, like I said, just what do you want to be true for you and how can you get your brain to consistently think that? And that's mm-hmm. with, um, repetitive examples and continuously working on rewriting your story and really realizing that everything you have in your mind that doesn't make you feel good is just a story and you can totally rewrite it. Yeah, that is so true. And that's been one of the most empowering things on my journey as well, is that realizing that our thoughts are really not even our own. Mm. Uh, And like my husband and I were talking about this recently, because there's like all of these weird things that we we've started noticing. And like, I've noticed this heaps throughout my journey. But lately, I don't know why both Nick and I have noticed that there's like, specific things that we believe just because we were told it when we were kids. Like, for example, um, Sandra Bullock, like I love her as an actress. I pretty much love all movies I've seen her in. And, um, but I remember when my, when I was a kid, my dad, for whatever reason, didn't think she was a good actress. So he said like, oh, she's a bad actress. And for like so long in my early twenties and stuff, I'd like not want to watch movies with her in them. because (laughs) She's not a good actress. I don't want to see it. Mm. And but then I'd like watch it and I'd actually enjoy the movie and then I'd be like mm, whatever and then recently I was just like you know what I think she's a good actress <laughs> where the heck did that even come from and then I remembered this memory of when I was a kid my dad being like oh she's not a good actress mm. from mm. miscongeniality like I still remember it <laughs> oh my gosh that is so powerful but that is such a good movie by the way I think <laughs> um and yeah, and so yeah, it was like so interesting. And it's like all of these belief that, beliefs that we have, like when we do have a belief like, oh, I'm, you know, I can't be successful because I'm a college student. Well, one, hello, there's plenty of college students who are successful at stuff. <laughs> so one, there's that. But then it's also like, um, where, what, like what in your life has happened to make you believe that to be true um, is another thing you can ask yourself too, I feel, because not necessarily that you'll, um, I think like questioning like what you said is a great way to help dis- uh, disprove it. But then when you ask yourself where it's come from, it's like, well, where's proof that you can? And then you might come up with all these things of why you failed. But then you can also ask yourself, well, is there also proof in my past that I could be successful? 
And if you allow yourself to think of that, you can remember the time that you let the kid in front of you in the line and your teacher praised you and the time <laughs> you got the participation award and the time that you, you know, got an A on your spelling test, like, you know, all these things will flood to mind as well. And, um, and then at that point, if it, if it's like, well, there's proof that I can fail and there's proof that I can, um, succeed. And by the way, with your failures, you lived, you know, you carried on everything's fine <laughs> proof to both sides like which one do you want to focus your attention to and which which belief do you think is going to be empowering on your journey yes right like oh you can yeah you can totally choose what you want to believe at the end of the day and it's a hard one to wrap your head around I think to be like I get to choose this like <laughs> did, did you find that hard to wrap your head around at the start oh my god yeah of mm. course I was like because so much of um, what I struggled with was like, other people have it better than me. Like mm -hmm. I have it worse than other people. I'm not predisposed to this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Which is also like totally bullshit because we're all predisposed to be amazing and abundant and wonderful human beings. Um, but I definitely struggled with seeing my mindset as something that could change and something I had an active choice in. I was like, well, how does, I understand like, in theory manifestation, but I was like, how do I put that into practice? Like, how do I choose not to be broke? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seems yeah. like such a foreign concept to me. And I realized that it wasn't just one choice. And that's something that I have really learned and really integrated. It's not just one decision that you make. Mm -hmm. It's making the decision to make that decision every single day. And truly dedicate yourself and have discipline with it and not keep it all in your head. Like not thinking about um, like the, the six figure business that you want and then just kind of waiting for things to fall into your lap. Mm -hmm. Like you have to take the first step, either that's writing down your limiting beliefs and flipping them like we were just talking about mm -hmm. or um, going to talk to other people who are super successful that you can gain knowledge from or even mm -hmm. you know making the website or starting an Instagram or putting um, like a price together for your services. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to happen um, without you taking that divine and intuitively led action with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, universal law number three is the law of action. <laughs> yes. um, and I think like one of the other things that I so admire about your journey, and I think that like really attracts a lot of people to you as well, is the fact that um, you have such a fun energy around you. Like you have the way that you speak, like everything that you're creating, there's this incredible like you know, wise woman archetype sort of within that. And there's like so much power in everything that you share. Um, mm -hmm. At the same time, though, you are so playful. And there's like such a, a beautiful balance of that with everything that you share. And this brings me to the conversation of like pleasure. Uh, because, you know, like when we first did that program together, Orgasmic Manifestation, it was kind of like a, about infusing pleasure and playfulness and like more joy and all of that stuff, like kind of into your life and every day. Like what's sort of your take on, um, on how do you like keep that playfulness alive? How is it benefiting you? Like what's the whole purpose behind it? Um, what does it mean to you? Oh my gosh. You Huge asked question. the best questions. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yes. Wow. The role. Um, so with that orgasmic manifestation program, um, 
that was the first time that I realized that my pleasure was something to be taken seriously. And to maybe the, the, um, the person who is hearing this for the first time, their mind automatically goes to sex. And that's what happened with me too. I was like, oh, pleasure, like sex, that's kind of like dirty, um, something I should be guilty of, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So it's a loaded topic for a lot of yep. people. Um, but I started to seek pleasure in the smallest ways that my senses can perceive things. So like the view out my window or the smell of the candle or the feeling of a really cozy sweater or laughing with friends that sends like chills down your body, like that kind of pleasure mm-hmm. along with sexual pleasure, of course, because that's very important mm-hmm. um, is really the, it transmutes into well, it translates, its basic form is love. And it's like that gratitude for pleasure and that appreciation for pleasure is the building blocks of everything that the universe wants for you. It's like mm-hmm. pure love and appreciation. And so when I realized that, I started to keep track of it. So I kept like um, a pleasure list and a gratitude journal for the things that my senses can do and the things that my body can do. Mm-hmm. And really engaging in pleasure and engaging in play is all about honoring your body for what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, I just started taking Viola's You Glow Girl, like six-week nutritional, holistic mm-hmm. nutritional course, which is amazing. Um, and I just started on the first module. And it's like amazing what our body does on the inside yeah. to keep us healthy and to work hard for us and every single cell like just loves us so much that it does everything it's supposed to do to keep our body in check Mm -hmm. and so in order to honor that and to like show gratitude for your body um you want to make it feel good and Mm -hmm. by making it feel good and making you feel good that's where play and pleasure comes in Mm -hmm. so I I really like infusing playful language and play into what I do because Mm -hmm. For so many people, and for me included, when you set out to to build a dream life, it can be a huge and overwhelming thing. It can be like, well, shit, I've been doing so many things wrong my whole life. Why haven't I started this earlier? Like, why am I not catching up to this? Um, What can I do to improve? It's like, do, 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 do in order to improve your life. And that can be huge and daunting for people, especially if they've never, ever heard of it. Mm -hmm. So the playfulness that I try to exude tells people like, it's okay. It's, it's supposed to be fun. Like manifesting is supposed to be a fun experience. You're supposed to be having fun in your life so that you can attract even more fun opportunities, even more peaceful opportunities, calm and relaxing opportunities. And so I infuse play in my day by doing things as simple as like waking up and dancing on my way to brush my teeth or Mm -hmm. like winking at myself in the mirror. That's something fun that I do. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, screaming the lyrics to a song in the car when I'm on my way somewhere else or like flirting with people or, um, you know, anything that you can do to make yourself feel like a fun person that mm-hmm. you would want to be around. That's going to attract really fun people and really fun opportunities to you as well. Yeah. Um, I hope that answered your question. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was awesome. That was such a good explanation of it. And I think like one of the other things is like everything that you said was so spot on. And then even on a deeper level, what's so interesting about um, the whole concept of pleasure and play is that if we think about it kind of on a spiritual level, the energetic kind of home for those feelings is in our sacral chakra, 
right? Mm. Which is kind of like b- below the belly button and like kind of in that like lower abdomen bit, like kind of, I guess, where a woman's uterus and stuff would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is uh, this center for pleasure, for creativity, for playfulness. And when this energy is really like in flow, which means that it's being expressed freely the way that it wants to. So we're following through with like what we desire. And, you know, like what you said is like infusing pleasure and stuff in so many different ways. And that's a big thing that I um, took away from the program we did together as well as like even like reminding myself in any moment I can feel pleasure. So um, for example, like right now I have this big fluffy blanket on, on um, myself as I'm like sitting here doing the recording and it's just like, oh yeah, there's a blanket on me or I can like feel it and be like, oh my gosh, it's so soft. Or when I'm like drinking a cup of tea, the way that the warm tea like cup feels against my hands and it, the way the warm tea feels when it, I'm like drinking it, like all of these things infuse so much more pleasure and, and joyfulness. And when this energy is like fully being expressed, it will actually flow through into other areas of your life. Like for example, our creativity, we're like upping our access to creativity and really what creativity is us channeling divine, um, like guidance or energy or whatever you want to call it. But it's basically like where, where we tap into an energy that gives us guidance on how to keep experiencing more joy and more pleasure, how to keep feeling more fulfilled within our energy, right from like our highest sources, I suppose. Mm. Um, And whether you express that in designing a website or thinking up a business idea or, um, you know, getting creative with your cooking or writing music or dancing or singing or painting or whatever it is for you, this, um, this will channel through and it actually is like this gateway to more abundance and, for business relationships as well, like, um, cause it's also the space for relationships. So the relationships we feel with ourselves and with the people in our life, but as well, our business relationships will all be amplified when this energy is really flowing freely. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that takes a lot of vulnerability in telling yourself like, okay, we're going to slow down here yeah. because a lot of like pleasure that you see in Hollywood or objects of desire or whatever, it's all like fast and quick and and you want to get it over with. But that pleasure about like leaning into the blanket and snuggling up with it and like literally stopping to smell the roses, Uh that takes the awareness that not being so busy all the time and being able to slow down and really participate with the universal intelligence and your connection with spirit and your intuition is a worthwhile thing not only worthwhile but necessary to live a really full and rich and beautiful life it's slowing down to take those moments exactly Mm -hmm. what you said yeah and I think that's been like one of the most like kind of like freeing things that I've allowed myself to do because um for the past couple of years I've been working on allowing more balance between my like type a masculine energy around business versus my like feminine playfulness um mm-hmm. and I always squash down that feminine playfulness because I really just saw it as like the, the unnecessary like I don't need to smell the roses I can smell them when I'm rich like it's like whole mentality <laughs> is like I'll look at them while I'm typing up my new post you know like it was just like, 
um, this complete neglect of that aspect of myself because I always had this real deep sense, this fear, this like real lack mentality around the idea that if I allowed myself to slow down, then how would my business ever grow? Because I had this mentality that it could only ever grow when I was in hustle mode, right? Like in this masculine Mm -hmm. energy, which I'm Mm -hmm. sure like many of you can relate to. Um, And then when I actually allowed myself to tap into that more, like firstly, when I look past on this, this past year, like I don't feel like I hustled and worked all the time. Whereas if you ask me any time in the like five years previous to that, I will tell, I would have told you that I haven't felt like I'd had a day off in like five years. Mm. And suddenly this whole past year has just felt really fun. Like I just have, it's just filled with like memories of traveling, of like having really cool conversations with people, of all of this amazing juiciness. And, um, and the kind of guiding question that I've asked myself is like, how can I make myself feel good right now? How can I have fun? What's going to bring me the most joy? And that's what I'm following through with. And Mm -hmm. any of you listening right now, you can do that for yourself as well. Like you can actually use what's going to make you feel good as your guide. Oh at my the start, God. Yeah. And at the start, like sometimes people say to me like, oh, but what if like, I never feel like doing the work because the work's uncomfortable. Yeah. That's a real concern. But here's the thing that's so interesting is that when we're really honoring our soul and we're honoring our true desires and everything, what happens is maybe the first week, all you want to do is play. You know, maybe all you want to do is watch Netflix or get creative or paint or sing or go to the playground or whatever it is. But maybe that's what your soul is actually craving so much because it's been neglected for so long. But then after the first week, once you're feeling all in this flow, you'll notice that those creative energies are going to start floating through you. And then suddenly this task that you've had to do that you've been putting off or you've been stuck with is going to feel like a desire now. Now suddenly you want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And you and as long as you're being really mindful that you're doing activities that actually bring you joy and are not just numbing you, and I bring this up because like I had a big problem with this as well as I would always say to myself that I was like going to watch like TV or a movie just to like relax and chill out and have fun. But really I was just numbing myself because mm-hmm. I was too overwhelmed with what I had to do. So you have to be mindful of that. But if you're, you know, really being honest with yourself, then you can definitely move through that without, without the numbingness. But then suddenly all of the things that you felt like you should have done, you should do are going to start feeling like desires. And that's like, really where the the power is oh my gosh yes I can totally attest to that yeah um with like building my website exactly what you were saying I was like oh this is like a really big thing and there's a lot of pressure for it to look amazing et cetera et cetera et cetera and I was like you know what it's about who you're being when Mm -hmm. you're doing these things and not so much what you're doing it's like the energy behind going live instead of the live itself because when you when you're in that energy of like playfulness and pleasure and you're calm and you're patient and you value your time and you're like serving others all in one then people are going to pick up on that energy and your souls are going to talk to each other yeah no matter what you say personally and so it takes a lot of the pressure off of you Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur or somebody to like always have everything perfectly because the more that you engage with and cultivate that like pleasure and playfulness and like when you wake up in the morning, ask your body, okay, what's one thing I can do to make myself feel good? Like you were saying, or what can I eat today that's going to make me feel good? Or what can I 
what can I set boundaries on that's going to make me feel good? Like, okay, maybe like half an hour less of social media today so I don't compare myself to others. And like another half hour in the mirror where I can like pinpoint where I'm feeling good about myself. Those things change mm-hmm. who you're being and the rest will follow. Because yeah. if you're trying to go about entrepreneurship like I did by being classic, like hustle, 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 masculine energy, it's not going to change your, your mindset isn't going to change and people are not going to be attracted to the quote unquote, same old, same old of like, like your products won't be as, as you, you know, yeah. they will be kind of a recreation of something that you admire. Instead, when you infuse that creativity and that playfulness and like really get vulnerable and let your voice speak and let your inner goddess speak and like let mm-hmm. that playfulness speak that's when your, your products and your brand and everything really become you. And that's mm-hmm. honestly what people are buying. What people are investing in is you and getting to your level, not necessarily the how-to along the way. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I so agree that it that could have been said better. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I love that. So um, when you're talking, and I know that like this whole concept as well of honoring desires is something that you love talking about as well. And I know we've covered kind of a lot of following through with desires, but is there anything else that you wanted to add on that point? Mm. Um, I think it's really, really important. Like I've heard this said so many times, but it only clicked like the 50th time that I heard it. So I'm always going to keep saying it. Um, <laughs> but getting clear on what you desire and not what anyone else desires. Because for so long, I was like, I'm going to make a million dollars in like five years. And I was like, okay, but that's like a shallow desire. And by shallow, I mean that it doesn't hold any meaning to me other than the status symbol that it has. Like, what would I even do with all of that money? And that's where desires come in is like money is the tool to get you where you want to go. It's like the car that you take to drive to your destination, but you have to figure out what that destination is because you can't just want a tool you want to have to know what mm-hmm. to do with it mm-hmm. like you can't just be like I want a new set of knives period you okay mm-hmm. so I want a new set of knives to like cut these amazing vegetables or like cut this awesome tofu or whatever you're cutting mm-hmm. that's the desire it's not necessarily the tool that you're using to get it mm-hmm. um, and that's something that I so so did not understand and which is why I had um understandably like a gap between where I wanted to be and what actually happened in the very beginning of my business is because I wasn't focusing on what like a, the transformations that my client would have and b what I wanted to do, like what I desired with um, financial freedom and time freedom. I wasn't thinking of that at all. I was just like, I want financial and time freedom. Mm-hmm. We have to go deeper and realize what your desires are. And a great way that I figured that out um, is by going back to my childhood and going back to when I was super young and mm-hmm. thinking of like all of the things I love to do, like finger painting, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, okay, if I have time freedom, then I can blank. Then I can make art that I want to make that I haven't made in what, 10 years, 15 years. Then I can go out with friends and go bowling or go to the museum or something really fun that I want to do that I have perceived that I haven't been able to do in the past, Mm -hmm. or I can keep investing in myself, or I can keep doing this, that, and the other thing. But your, your desires and what you quote unquote need to live a full life, 
those have to come from you and those can't come from anybody else. And that really requires getting quiet, thinking about where you see yourself and only you and like tapping into that, that higher self and that soul and being like, okay, what, what do you want? Like what would make you happy instead of Mm -hmm. the next person in line or the person that you're comparing yourself to? Yeah, that's so true. And I think like what you said as well about like wanting financial freedom, I see this like so often, like in my group, I often will ask like, oh, what is your goal for the year? What are you manifesting? And people will be like, financial freedom. And I'm like, (laughs) I actually did a live on this. I'm like, financial freedom isn't something that you manifest because it's too vague. It's like, what does financial freedom mean to you? Like, does it mean that you've paid off your debt? Does it mean that you have so much money, you never have to think about money again? Does it mean that you find a penny on the sidewalk? Like, It's not something that's like really tangible. And then even more than that, it's like, well, what does that actually mean to you? Like what you said, right? Mm -hmm. And I, um, when I manifest, like um, I often tell this story about like, I have this five day manifesting ritual that I have done in the past and and still do sometimes. And I, um, the very first time that I used it, I manifested $20,000 within like less than a week. And it was like crazy, And Mm -hmm. yeah, and I, you know, I've told this story and stuff, but then I had someone ask me and they're like, oh, so do I just write down like, this is how much money I want to manifest? And I was like, well, no. And I actually thought back to when I did that manifestation and what I'd actually written down was that I wanted to manifest being able to buy a house. I hadn't Mm -hmm. written down actually that I wanted $20,000 little, I didn't even know I needed $20,000. Like, uh, it was obviously way more than that. It was like way, way more than that. But (laughs) it was like, what ended up happening is that we found the house that we wanted to buy, like it ticked all the boxes and then we needed $20,000 for a down payment on it in order to lock it in and to get all like the finances and stuff like that sorted. So then all it said on my manifestation list was like being able to buy the house. Everything else was taken care of by the universe, Mm. right? Like, so it was like, even though that one wasn't like a super emotional one, like I can't remember exactly what I wrote, like, um, because I've been traveling, I don't have any of my old journals with me anymore, but, um, Otherwise I would look it up. <laughs> but Yeah. Like I remember I didn't actually write the money down. Like I was actually writing down more about like what it was that I desired. So that's what I talk about often. It's like, well, what would you actually like, what do you really want to feel like? What really, what do you want your life to be like? Like, what is it that you really want? And although right now you might perceive that to, you might have that when you have a specific amount of money, you might actually be able to manifest that same lifestyle or that same feeling in your life without the money, or it, you might even be opening yourself up to the opportunity to have even more money than that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. we kind of like give the universe a little bit more space to provide how the universe knows best for us other than otherwise we're limiting ourselves. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I can, I just absolutely love that story that you tell about the house and everything. And I have come to appreciate it so much more because as a chronic warrior, um, I should really stop identifying myself as that because it's yeah, not true. Past, past, as a past, <laughs> as I have historically chronically worried, um, I, I was always worried about the how and that, mm-hmm. that like futuristic mindset, I was like, okay, what are all of the things that could possibly go wrong and how can I prevent them? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't focusing at all on the feelings, uh-huh. which is what you're supposed to do. In fact, I was focusing on worry about being mm-hmm. worried about the how and like, okay, I'll take the sleep, but I'm really scared. So that's the energy I'm just going to be in forever and ever. Um, yeah. and what really, really helped me was the sudden shift I had like 
I don't know, like two days ago, maybe. So it's still fresh. <laughs> um, but I'm a person, I think my, either my first or second love language is um, like gifts. Like I love mm-hmm. being gifted things. I love it when people are really thoughtful and like grab something and they're like, here, I thought of you. It's like, <laughs> it makes me feel so amazing. Yeah. And I realized that um, like, I'm a big fan of surprises uh-huh. And I just had to switch my mindset around to be like, okay, the universe is just surprising me all yeah. the time. <laughs> like I can just release that, um, that how to of what, of like my money goal or my financial goal or, um, like the trips I want to take or whatever. Like I can just release that how to mm-hmm. and let the universe surprise me. And yeah. I got so excited. I was like, I love surprises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can't wait for the surprise to come in. And that just made the certainty, which is so crucial in manifestation, so much easier for me because Mm -hmm. I let go of the worry. I got Mm -hmm. certainty. I improved my faith all in one kind of mindset reframe. So hopefully that helps anybody who's been like, yeah, but the how, just think of it as the universe giving you a huge surprise. Yeah. And you have to think of it like, like I'm launching my soul and strategy program And of course I have no idea how, but I have a financial goal that's like bigger than what I've experienced in the past, but I can feel that energy that my value is getting bigger. Like my worth of course stays the same because you're always worthy as a person, but Mm -hmm. in increasing my value, I can feel that the universe is like, okay, like we're going to return on that. And I can literally feel with certainty that this financial goal is coming to fruition. And it's because I can like, I can like picture the universe, like yes. happily purchasing my, um, my gift and wrapping it and like putting a bow on it and talking to my angels and being like, Oh my God, we're so excited to give this to her. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like that kind of visualization and stuff. I, I have a really quick story. Um, one time I was driving to work when I used to work at um, a children's museum mm-hmm. And this is a game I used to play a lot. I was like, okay, I'm going to manifest a specific uh, three-digit number. And then my intuition was like, no, go four digits. And I was like, oh, okay, four-digit number. (laughs) So the drive was like about a half hour, and I was thinking of um, two, 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 two. And so I I kept seeing one set of twos, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting closer. And then I would see two, two. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting even closer. And I would see two, 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 and I would picture, like, my angels being so excited and, like, being like whispering to each other like oh my gosh she's gonna get it and then the universe is like calm down guys I'll send it to her when she's ready and then I kept like driving and as soon as I pulled into the parking lot there was this random car parked in the grass with a 2222 in the license (laughs) (laughs) but that's like the I freaked the heck out when I saw that and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what my angels and like the universe wanted me to do Mm -hmm. yep Exactly. And it's like, I love as well that you share this as in like, right when you pulled in the car park, you saw the number. Mm -hmm. Because this is like such a big thing as well. And I remember when I was first like flexing my manifestation and my trust in the universe and that muscle, I um, like had experiences as well, where I would be driving around manifesting a number. And if like you didn't see it at the very start of the drive, you could stop being like, Oh, is it going to come or you know, like all these things. Mm -hmm. And then it, um, it would always like be there right when we'd like, we'd like pull into the supermarket and then be the car next to us would be that number or, you know, like 
just like you're pulling into your driveway and a car like stops to let you in and it's that number or just like something (laughs) real crazy, just like the last minute. And um, not that it always has to happen at the last minute. Like once I started building more trust, it would happen sooner, but it was just like, I felt like the universe was putting me through like this obstacle course or like this, Mm -hmm. uh, what is it called? Like a simulation. (laughs) And I I would quite often imagine my life as if it was a simulation. Like all the stuff that I'm going through is just to like prepare me for everything that I've asked for. And, um, so yeah, when I was like seeing these numbers and they would work out at the last minute, I'm like, I'm list- I hear you universe. Like you're telling me to, you know, I, I can trust, like, I don't need to worry about whether or not it's coming. It will come even if, you know, it's not to the last moment. And mm. so then as soon as I started building more trust in that as well, I would see, um, things working out sooner, which is, yeah, which is just haha universe. Like definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jokester that one. Oh Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, we've talked about so much amazing stuff. Like this has been such an epic episode. Um, is there anything else that you would love to share? Like any last nuggets of wisdom that you're kind of thinking of or um, that you feel really compelled to share with the audience? Oh my goodness. Let's see. Yes. Um, I just want to encourage everybody to after this episode is done or to like set a timer in the future before you go to bed, just like sit in silence and think about why you are so awesome. And something I've learned from you, Viola, is instead of um, like when you're feeling really low vibe and you're like, oh my God, I'm so like unsuccessful or my bank account is so shitty or any of these different things, you ask yourself like, okay, why am I successful or why am I worthy of making Mm -hmm. money or why is my bank account full? And examples will start to flood your mind because the reticular activating system is a freaking amazing part of our brain Mm -hmm. and it brings us all these examples. Um, And so that's a really powerful thing to do. And just like, even more than that, I encourage any listener to just take like five minutes to themselves to just be to just be a human being again and like play and find pleasure in the room and like look around your room right now and find like five amazing things that you've never noticed before that provide so much to you, like a light bulb or like windows that keep the cold out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just slow down and take that time for yourself. Yeah. I so agree. That's such amazing advice. So if people are wanting to connect with you and kind of learn more about you and be in your epic energy, where can they connect with you? Oh, yes. I have just totally redone my branding, so I'm very glad you asked. Um, But I am at amandapopovsky.com. I'm also at Amanda Popovsky on Instagram, and you can just look me up, Amanda Popovsky, on Facebook as well. Awesome. So cool. So all the links are going to be in the show notes as well, but definitely go look her up right now. Take a screenshot of the episode and tag us on your story. Let us know what you're enjoying most or what's been your biggest aha moment from the episode. That would be so awesome. And um, yeah, if you want to connect with us anymore, obviously you know where to find us online. 
please do get in touch. We are always excited to chat more and we can always carry on the conversation either one-on-one or also in my Facebook group, Abundant Babes, A Home for a Visionary. And with that, thank you so much again, Amanda, for being here. This has been so great. And to all of you listeners, I love you so much. You could be anywhere in the world right now and you're here. So I so honor you for that. Sending you lots of love and we'll see you again next week. Bye.